0: Hey there, everyone. Welcome to episode 45 of Points of Penalties. I'd like to remind you to please subscribe wherever you get your pods and give us a like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Points Penalties. My name is Josh, and with me are my co-hosts, Jesse and Kevin. Peter's away this week. Kevin, start with you. What are you drinking?
1: Well, it was kind of something like like last week with yourself, Josh. I didn't make it to the beer store, but the wife was. And uh, she picked this one out for me. This is called a... Ice cream stout by lost by lost craft it's a neapolitan ice cream stout it is a, it is at
0: a 6% oh it's just fuck. let's just kevin's about to puke
1: let's just try this it smells like ice cream yeah all right i'm not Give sure you're go. a stout man here we go <laughs> Tastes like um, like a basically a milkshake put into beer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yummy! Sounds (laughs) sounds
1: so good. It's not bad. I mean, you get more of the chocolate taste than you do the strawberry vanilla, but all in all, pretty decent. I'm gonna throw this one off to Jesse. What are you having yourself today, sir?
2: So I'm having Ryan Ginger. Uh, I got the Crown Royal. I would have had my beer today, but my folks drank my beer last night, so I had a scramble to get something made up. But, uh, yeah, Crown Royal and, and Ginger. I think I got you guys beat this week. Yosh, what are you having? Well, I'm going with Wellington Breweries this week. I've
0: got a Duck Dive Blackberry and Chai IPA, 6.9% strong beer. This is not my cup of tea. No <laughs> pun intended with the chai. This is not my cup of tea at all. I am struggling. We just started, but I've been drinking this for like half an hour already, and I'm struggling with it. It's just not my cup of tea. Let's put it that way. <laughs> uh, but hey, it's, uh, still got 6.9%, and that's going to do me well by, uh, by halftime for sure. Speaking of a halftime. That happens in the NFL.
2: Jess, what's going on there? All right. So happened today. The Panthers fire their offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, in their bye week. Kind of strange to be doing it right now instead of just at the end of last week, but they're starting a new week off, right? Cause the and they want to to make sure they got their new offensive coordinator with all the help that he can get. The new offensive coordinator will be offensive assistant Jeff Nixon, and he will take over for the team coordinating job. Now, Brady's 32 joined the Panthers staff in 2020 after helping LSU to a perfect season and a national championship in 2019, and that was with Joe Burrow. Uh, Carolina's offense ranked 21st in yards and 24th in points in 2020 with Teddy B behind the the center. And Brady actually drew interviews for head coaching job vacancies last season, which was weird. I found for one season in the pros and only have 21st 21st in yards and 24th in points, but maybe they were contributing that to McCaffrey being out most of the season. And then entering Sunday, the Panthers' offense is at 28th in yards per game and 23rd in points through 12 games. The team has used three different quarterbacks, Sam Darnold, who's still injured, P.J. Walker, and now Cam Newton. Yeah, it just doesn't look like they can get anything together. Their defense has been playing pretty good for the most part this year, and now uh, Matt Rule's looking to find a new offensive coordinator probably this offseason.
0: Yeah, they haven't been uh, too shit hot. They had a great start, first game or two, and then dropped off the fucking
2: face of the earth from there. Yeah, it was, it's was. it been weird. And with the quarterback changes, Sam Darnold falling apart, signing Cam Newton, who was just getting used to the offensive quarter, or, well, the offense, and then now switching it again to a new offensive coordinator. But I'm sure they're going to still have the same language for the most part, I would assume. So the Eagles might be securing their third 2022 20, first-round pick for when they traded Carson Wentz to the Colts as he nears the snap count requirement. Now, this was a conditional pick. Uh, he had to play 75% of the offensive snaps, and he's pretty much played over 90%, I believe, this season so far. And he's, he had a bit of a rocky start. He was injured a bit. Wasn't playing well, but he's gotten back on track. And now with them still in the hunt for a playoff spot, he'll probably continue to play out the rest of the games. And I believe this will give the Eagles three first-round picks in the 2022 draft, which is wild. That's uh-huh. insane. Yeah. So this has turned out pretty good for them. Jalen Hurts has looked pretty good for the most part. He sucked last week, but he got hurt. And Minshew actually came and played was, today. And he played pretty well. Pretty good, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Consume tight. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's pretty interesting to, to see how Howie Roseman is still there and he's still making great deals. He's been there for a while. I think he was there with Chip Kelly. And then oh, I forget the head coach that they fired last season. Peterson? doug peterson doug peterson right, right, right. yeah and then with Sir, 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 nick siriani this time so and he's still making these deals and he still looks like a pretty good gm
0: i wasn't impressed uh, with the the haul that they got for Wentz. not that he was uh shit hot but with the his with Wentz's play and now looking to get this uh this extra second second or uh Actually, first round pick is looking like a, a hell of a good deal. And, and for both sides, really like the Colts are playing pretty fucking good. Obviously that's uh, a, a lot of that is um, the running back there. What the hell is his yeah, name? Jonathan, Taylor, Jonathan, Jonathan, the load here. Yeah. So that's obviously helping and taking uh, a lot of pressure off of Wentz and that's allowing him to make some, um, some good reads, some good plays, passes. And he's uh He's looked better in white and blue than he ever did in green. Let's put it that way. Well,
2: opinion. he, he in 2017, he was put on MVP season before he got hurt in that Rams game. Uh, he finished the game out, though, with a torn ACL, which was crazy. But he was playing at an MVP level at that point. And maybe we'll start talking about the MVP right now because it's all over the place because for the NFL, it's... I would have to say Tom Brady's a front runner right now. You could throw a JT in there with Jonathan Taylor because he's been dominating a huge game again today. That Colts offense has been lighting it up right now. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. is doing pretty good. They got TY back. They're getting their stuff together, and they still got a decent defense behind them. It'll be interesting to see them in the, if they make it to the postseason. This is true. And – the Rams finally got off their losing streak by destroying the Jags, which I felt good. Uh, I also saw Andy Dalton shit the bed again today really, really badly there. What else is name? Man? <laughs> and then the Falcons also lost to Tampa Bay, or, yeah, Tampa Bay. And I guess we all assumed that was going to happen for the most part. But So what didn't happen was the Ravens, Lost the Steelers, this was Peter's pick for the points of penalties lock of the week, and we were just watching it right before we got online here and the Ravens stormed down and scored a touchdown and they just got kicked a field goal and we they could have go into overtime, but instead they went for a two two point conversion and Lamar Jackson didn't hit tight end Mark Andrews off his one hand and the Ravens lost, so Peter loses. Yeah. I know i about <laughs> it for sure. Uh, this was a game I was thinking of taking as well, but I was scared because it was a divisional game. And that was and that's what happens when you play in divisional games is weird stuff happens because this the Steelers aren't that good of a team. Although the Ravens haven't been playing that well on offense as of late and they obviously didn't even score twenty points, so
1: But isn't that why they say they say like any given Sunday?
2: Yep, you know, for yeah, sure. Yeah. For sure, man. And we'll talk about another any given Sunday <laughs> later on. Which uh big big surprise I think. But we've been tripping that team a lot this year. But anyways, we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on. Uh I picked the Cowgirls over the Aints and this one I didn't even realize that uh, McCarthy had COVID, and so he wasn't coaching the sideline. at Dan, had uh, Dan Quinn, the Falcons old coach. And he did a pretty good job. Although it was Taysom Hill starting, he had a, did pretty bad. But that Dallas defense looks really good with, you could almost name two defensive players of the year on that team right now with uh, Diggs and uh, Parsons okay parsons the rookie linebacker who's probably got the rookie defensive player of the year all sewn up but there was some offense here uh, c liam had 122 yards from scrimmage and tony pollard ripped off a 58-yard touchdown run and the dallas defense produced a dry stalling sack and three interceptions in the fourth quarter alone and I don't know if you guys saw the Tony Pollard uh, run, but he just flew past the safety like he was like jogging because he thought he had the angle on him, and then he just kicked it into sixth gear and just blew by him. Yep, yeah, I was uh, a little upset it wasn't Zeke, but <laughs> Zeke doesn't have that speed. <laughs> he, he wouldn't have scored from there. He's got to score the one, <laughs> one or two yard touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> but. Trayvon Diggs, uh, he is leading the league with his ninth interception now. I have watched a few of his games, and he does give up uh, a lot of yards and catches, but he's, he's a playmaker. He, he's, he's like the Marcus Peters right now, right? He, he goes to make game-changing plays. That's what he's there for. And he, it's pretty interesting. And he's, I think he was a wide receiver when he was in college as well, so he's got some sticky hands.
1: With sticky gloves that he's wearing, right? Well everyone wears
2: sticky gloves. (laughs) And then Kev took the Raiders over Washington. That was not the case as the Raiders lost to Washington 17-15. I did not see this game.
1: Yeah, it was a it was a game-winning field goal.
2: Yeah. Well Heineke did pretty good. nothing, Nothing superstar, just just solid enough. 23 of 30, 196 yards two TDs and an interception Gibson had run for 88 yards and caught five balls for 23 yards and one TD. So Washington has been on quite the hot streak uh, of late. So I know I lost out to them with a lock.
1: I only took them because I mean, some good things always have to come to an end, but obviously not in this situation.
2: Yeah, no, and the Raiders had a big surprise last week when they they beat the Cowgirls on Thanksgiving, so obviously they couldn't handle the football team. And Josh took the 49ers over Seattle. I have not checked to see what this game has looked like. Yosh, do you know?
0: Uh, Kittle had nine catches for 181 and two TDs. was pretty much the gist of it. Oh, Seattle.
2: Seattle won. Oh, okay.
0: Seattle won, yeah. I thought
2: they were driving, so they had a chance. No, they
0: did, but uh, fucking (laughs) Needle needle Dick Garoppolo fucked it up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's big for me. Sucks for you. Yeah. But it looks like I'm the only one that got a win this week, which is what I needed. At least we didn't have we didn't all go or we didn't have an 0-4. At least that's that's all I'm happy about right now. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably a good thing. (laughs) But what's happening in the NBA?
0: Well, you guys remember Jonas Valanciunas, former Raptor? Yeah, lit it up. He had a fucking career game on Monday night versus the Clip. Pete's fucking pick for the championship. We're definitely not looking like championship contenders. You know, they got fucking Paul George's look good, but everybody else, not so much. Uh, anyway, so Jonas Valanciunas' career game on Monday. Again, He, he now he plays for the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. So he had 39 points, 15 rebounds, three assists, and he made seven three-pointers. Pretty good for a fucking center. Yep. He and one other guy are the only players this season with 35 points, 10 boards, and seven three-pointers in a game. Can you guess who that other guy is?
1: He's, video game.
0: he's a video he's, game. He's a video game. Yeah? Steph Curry is, uh, is that guy.
2: That was the thing about Valentunas. Was he, was, he was usually pretty solid for the Raptors, but he just could not
1: stay healthy. Yeah. But this guy was on fire. I mean, give him the ball. Anything he basically chucked up was going in.
0: Yeah, except the next game, he put up six points. <laughs> yeah. so, hey, man. You know, that's a
1: pretty pretty good hot streak for one game, I'd say.
0: I know, but you got to be consistent to be at a fucking, you know, a pro. <laughs> to be on a good team as a pro. So it, it would be better if he could, you know, if he would have come up with like 15 or 20 points the next game, that's a whole lot better, right? But
1: uh, He wasted it all in that one game. That's, man. that's right, so
0: yeah, yeah.
2: I can't score
1: no
0: more, Coach.
2: (laughs) He probably got injured and was just taking it easy so he didn't get hurt more.
0: But anyway, good for uh, Jonas for fucking almost putting up forty points. Man, that's it's good for him. And then we were just talking about Steph Curry there being the only other guy, so of course we got to mention him. So he and the Golden State Warriors have had their second best. 20 game start in franchise history. Uh, they were 18 and 2 through the first 20 games. And so, over the last handful of years, the, the top five best 20 game starts by the Warriors. Uh, number five was uh, 2017, 2018. They were 15 and 5. They won the finals. 2016, 2017, they were in 17 and 3. They won the finals. 2014, 2015, they were 18 and 2. They won the finals. And in 2015, 2016, they went 20-0, and 0 and they lost in the finals. So this year, going 18-2, and 2, who knows? But my guess is they make it to the finals.
2: <laughs> no, they're going to lose. <laughs> They'll make it, but they're going to lose. Well,
0: I don't think so, man. I think, uh, I, as I said a long time ago, they're going to win. Steph's going to be the MVP. And the, Steph's going to be the MVP in both the fucking regular season and the fucking finals. Ooh. Oh, yeah.
1: Did, oh you, yeah. did you see Mr. Curry... Uh, check up a ball from like inside the rafters
0: yeah man he yeah it's not from inside the rafters oh, but, but he's but, you know in, in the tunnel area yeah he does throw in the tunnel yeah he, he finally sunk one from there it's pretty fucking cool talent
1: no i think i only challenge that he was in the rafters he was out uh, he was up and he wasn't in the tunnel he was in the rafters he was in uh, a Did seating he was in- tunnel no i'm gonna still challenge that he was up in the rafters he was like uh, at least um first level
0: well yeah that's not the fucking rafters
1: no, I mean like not all the way up. He's not on the ground. He was up in the like right. not the the first set of
0: seatings. Right. He was with the fucking in the he was in a seating tunnel where you would come out to to sit out yeah. as you're a fan. Yeah. You come over in the back
2: and that's where he was. I'm 100%. so confused. You said rafters like four times. Like yeah, right? rafters oh. is the
0: fucking ceiling. <laughs> so uh I'm not talking about rafters.
2: you know what I'm talking about out of the tunnel no like we not don't. not, not, the, we, we not
1: the court tunnel but i'm talking about you know the very first you know row of 100s let's say
2: in the stands that's
0: what yes, you should saying.
1: that's right <laughs> thank you in the stands
0: but the rafters are like that's the ceiling man <laughs>
1: oh, i'm talking the stands <laughs> is...
2: all right we'll wave that one because that yeah. one, that was that was really strange <laughs> He just couldn't spend But him. it was
1: very, very impressive to yeah. we'll sit there and sit this guy and watch him
0: do that shit. Yeah, it was. So it was. I wonder if it was the same night that he had a shit night. I'm not sure what night he hit that, uh, that shot from just fucking around. But on Tuesday versus the Phoenix Suns, he had the worst shooting night of his career when taking at least 20 shots. He had 12 points. He was four for 21, three for 14 from three, and he had three rebounds. Golden State lost that game 104 to 96 to the Suns. So, not great for uh, Steph. Usually, we're here telling all, all the good stuff about him. And this week, he's shit in the bed, at least in that game. And so, Phoenix won that game. And with that victory uh, over the Warriors, the Suns extended their winning streak to 17 games, tying the franchise record. Then, come Thursday, the Suns played and beat the Detroit Pistons to take that uh, streak, winning streak, to 18 games. And then Friday night, the Suns had another date with the Warriors. This time it was in the Bay, and Golden State put an end to that uh, Suns winning streak, beating them 118-96. to So the winning streak ends at 18 games. I mean, you knew it was going to happen. They weren't going to beat the Warriors twice in a row. 100%. Yeah, yeah, no question about it. Especially, you know, it wasn't a, a huge beating on the Tuesday, but enough that Curry's like nope
2: not happening again <laughs> I mean it was still pretty impressive to tie the record with against them so yeah for sure and Detroit sucks so they should have beaten them. <laughs> right 100% <laughs> yeah of course if you lose to the
0: fucking Pistons it's like losing to the Lions Ooh.
2: <laughs> I mean the, didn't Detroit beat us recently too, the Raptors Probably. (laughs) (laughs) it's the Raptors
0: we're talking about here. Fuck. Okay, Chicago Bulls, Miami Heat. They will each forfeit their next available second-round pick for violating the free agency timing rules with the respective acquisitions of Kyle Lowry and Lonzo Ball. We had mentioned this a couple episodes ago, that this might be an issue for them. Laura and Ball were both acquired via sign-and-trade deals this summer, which tend to have lengthy negotiations. However, both of these transactions appeared to be agreed upon within minutes of their free agency window opening in August. So if the Heat make the playoffs, they will give up the lesser of their incoming 2022 second-round picks from the Sixers or the Nuggets. If Miami doesn't make the playoffs, their next available second-round pick is in 2028. So I guess you don't want to make the finals. I mean, I think they would rather w- make the finals and have a chance to win and who gives a fuck about the second round pick yeah like second round picks are meh and then the bulls uh, don't outright own a second round pick until 2026 but they could potentially receive one from the nuggs as soon as 2023 but that pick will be protected so so what do you guys think about this do you think the the penalties here giving up a second round pick is harsh enough that it's going to stop other teams from uh, potentially tampering?
1: But if you're saying if it's a second-round pick and second-round picks are
2: blah, I mean, why not? I mean, I mean you, there might be a point that it, it might not be harsh enough for sure. Because, but who knows how often this tampering goes without being, being noticed? Yeah, no as shit. Well. But it's weird because usually it's just the players that invite – them to come here and then when the signing happens like it's weird that the brass would be involved because nba like players move around free agency and well maybe not trades but free agency a lot through players asking them to come play with them Mm -hmm. maybe it's not harsh enough maybe it's just like this is dumb by the brass for uh the bulls in miami to do this yeah, like literally all
0: they had to do was wait like an hour in the free agency window. That's all they had to do. Mm-hmm. You know, if they waited an hour, then it would have been like, oh, okay, they, there was a sign and trade. But it was, you know, they at least took an hour to do the negotiation. They're they're saying it was odd and maybe it was looked at more because it happened minutes after the window opened.
1: Yeah, you're talking about like as the free agency opened up, they signed.
0: Right away, pretty much. It? Yeah. Wow. So uh, if they would have waited, like, you know, you don't have to wait a day even, just wait a few hours. like. Right. I, I really don't think it was going to change too much by waiting an hour or two or three hours. Like, it's, you know, the value isn't going to change at all. So
1: maybe maybe it's like that kid in the candy store, or, you know, that Christmas morning, you run to that biggest present, you know, I'm just going to open that one first and let's just get it over with.
2: Maybe. Yeah.
1: All, all the excitement or whatever. Uh,
2: I, I just don't understand this either. Even for like, Lowry, like we didn't get much for him, really. Mm. So he obviously like I know at the trade deadline last year he was a hot commodity, everyone wanted him, but we still kept him. And then the off season, we didn't get much for him. And then there was this tampering that happened. So like it just it just seemed you just knew that the Raptors were gonna sign and trade him.
0: Well, after not being moved to the trade deadline, for yeah, sure. Yeah,
2: so it's it, it just seems really – especially with Lowry, it seems really strange, I find. More more or less because I know more about that trade than mm-hmm. um, Lonzo Ball.
0: So neither the Raptors or the Pelicans will – there's no issues with them. They're not being punished at all. So uh, it's just the heat and the bulls, and I guess we'll see – closer to the end of the year if uh see what what picks were actually given up so but uh, interesting and hopefully hopefully the stuff like this you don't want you know quote unquote cheating going on you know I don't know if it's necessarily cheating but um I guess it is from a front office standpoint
2: so uh, obviously it's definitely cheating it's not within the rules yeah
0: so we we definitely don't want that to, uh, to continue but Maybe they got to go with the first round pick next time, you know, as a punishment yeah. and say, yeah, for sure. Sorry about your fucking luck, bro. You know?
1: Yeah. I see it. I, I, that's
0: the way I would see it. I mean, if
1: the second round picks, like you said, guys, if it's not that big of a, a big deal, then you got to get something in there by a number one or say number one and a huge fine.
0: The money is not a problem though. The money doesn't mean shit. I mean, maybe if it was like a billion dollars, but you know, like when you when they find them a hundred grand, it's like p- to players a hundred grand's a little more, but to the owners and the team, a hundred grand is a fucking drop of the bucket. So it's like whatever, right? Well, I don't. Know, I guess we'll see. Uh You know, as the next couple of years go on and off seasons, we'll see if any of this shit happens, and and maybe these, maybe maybe the guys are scared now that the oh shit, I'm gonna lose a second round pick. If not, you'll keep seeing it happening, and then maybe the, the league has got to step it up a notch and start chopping first-round picks. All right, moving on to the Memphis Grizzlies, they destroyed the OKC Thunder on Thursday night, winning 152 to 79. It's a wow. seventy-point, seventy-three-point victory, and that is a new NBA record.
1: It's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, man, they just fucking everything was going in. They just destroyed them. Like, <laughs> it's insane. Yeah,
2: that was a insane. stomping of a
0: lifetime for sure yeah <laughs> so jaron jackson jr had 27 points DeAnthony anthony melton had 19 sandy aldama had 18 points and 10 boards john Conchar had 17 points and john Morant did not play with a left knee sprain and when i read that that's what blew my mind is that their best player and one of the top players in the league didn't play in this fucking massive drubbing of the OKC Thunder, I was just quite surprised.
2: Does that just show how like much depth the Grizzlies have, or is that just show how bad the Thunder are? Probably a little from column A, <laughs> a little from column B,
0: maybe a little bit more from column B. <laughs> Especially because like I've like I've heard of Jaron Jackson, but I haven't heard of any of these other dudes on Memphis, so. You know, no, the one no, guy no, had Jay,
2: a Jay Morant.
0: Yeah, and like the one guy had a double double. So, who? <laughs> <like,
2: ooh>. Yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised the Thunder didn't make someone's penalty box. Tell you the truth. Yeah, for this, <laughs> they maybe,
0: maybe they should have. For this, but. And then speaking of the Memphis Grizzlies, the Raptors played them this week, and guess what? They
2: lost to the Memphis Grizzlies. But not by 73 points. Not by 73 <laughs> points. No, not by
0: 73. Not even close. And then they uh, they also played the Milwaukee Bucks. And I remember last week saying, I think all of us were like, oh, there's no fucking way to beat Milwaukee. And here we go. They fucking beat Milwaukee. Well, do you know why they beat them? Hey, just because Giannis wasn't playing <laughs> <laughs> doesn't mean shit. It's still a W. <laughs>
2: But that is the reason why we didn't win. Or why, sure. why they didn't win. For sure.
0: Uh, and then they are playing the Washington Wizards currently. There is five minutes to go in the fourth quarter. They are up 95 to 79. Let's assume that they pull out the win. They'll be 11 and 13, which is still going to be 12th place. May, <laughs> yeah, 12th place. 11th or 12th. So, uh, you know. Whatever it is, what it is, man. This year is just a year. We're just playing. We're just playing basketball this year in Toronto. No, uh, no aspirations of
2: championships or anything like that. But oh, but we had them at at the like the beginning of the year when they were on that huge winning streak and beating decent teams. And
0: well, we got a little excited,
2: and uh, you know we
0: should have just calmed down a little bit and realized that it's not going to be. Uh, they're not going to be able to. Hold on to that all years.
1: Did you guys hear too, though, that um the greatest fan or the Toronto fan um is gonna be um putting out like some kind of a documentary, or some kind of TV or movie, and that uh, Kumar, I don't know the actor's name, but Kumar is playing him.
0: Yeah, so it's Nav Batia is super fan. Yes. And that's he's he's gonna have the documentary on him and the guy's name, the actor, is something Pen. Yeah, But Kumar. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Kumar from White Castle. Kumar. Yeah. Yeah, it's great.
0: And I'm not sure when it's out.
1: I don't know either. I just heard about it, and I think that's pretty. it's pretty cool. You know,
0: that'll be interesting to see. I mean, yeah. we know him of a rich dude that got his money from car dealerships, and uh, you know. Obviously, other things from there, but he goes to every raptor game at least at home. I've seen him at a lot of away games too, but but it'd be kind of cool to see what uh what else he does, I guess in his life and
2: yeah, you know
0: yeah, basketball.
2: I, I don't really care but I'd, I'd watch me. it I'm gonna watch it, I probably won't
0: basketball on cars, man, that's what he does. <laughs> Anyway, that's uh, pretty much it for basketball. We're keeping her a little bit shorter and a little bit sweeter this week because the last couple of weeks have been fucking long episodes. How long were they? They were long, <laughs> long, long. They were almost three hours, I think. But anyway, that's it for the old NBA right now. We'll be back in just a second with our MVP of the week.
2: This week's MVP for points and penalties is the Detroit Lions for their first Woo! victory in 2021.
1: Wow. That yeah, was Fuck a big I game. Have took a, I should have taken them. Yeah, break.
2: you missed it by one week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> w. <A-W. laughs> Hey, and it was against the Vikings. Like I yeah. said, don't fucking take the Vikings. Don't yeah. go against the Vikings. <laughs> Just Steer clear of the Vikings.
2: <laughs> and everyone did, and the Lions. So sort did of the Vikings. They ended up beating them, and it was. A, they actually scored a few points finally too. So, with this, they they win. Jared Goff threw an 11-yard touchdown pass to Amon, Ra St. Brown, as time expired, lifting previously winless Detroit to a 29-27 win over the Vikings.
1: Wow. They must have been fucking, like, you know, hoot, rah, and rah. Oh, yeah. You know?
2: well, <laughs> well, this is another thing to say, man. It's a divisional game, so anything can happen in divisional games. There's Any given Sunday. And any given Sunday also includes that. So golf led the Lions on a 75-yard decisive possession without a timeout after Kirk Cousins threw a go-ahead touchdown, three-yard, a three-yard touchdown pass to Justin Jefferson with only a buck 50 left on the clock. So that's pretty crazy for Jared Goff, who I know really well, and <laughs> he ha- has been that in 2018 driving down. He did that a couple times, but he hasn't done any any time that I can even think remotely think of. Tell you the truth, so. Him doing this is new. <laughs> Big fourth quarter comeback. And throughout this game, Minnesota had the ball inside the Detroit 20 twice in the first quarter, and they had to settle for four field goals for a 6-0 lead, and then kicked another field goal in the third after a drive stalled on the lines 12. Ouch. So, yeah, that was – that. you have to get handed off to Danny Campbell's defense there in the red zone stopping Cousins and Jefferson from scoring. And, like, this isn't a big game. Usually Cousins falls in big games, So, but it was a big game for the Lions. <laughs> Biggest game of the year so far. <laughs> and Jared Koff finished with 25 for 41. He threw a bunch for 296 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. He also fumbled when Campbell chose to go for it on a fourth and one from the Detroit 28 with four minutes and eight seconds left. And the play action that no one, it didn't fool Minnesota at all. She was like, got lucky then. Holy oh fuck. my God. I saw, and that's, they scored the touchdown on that. So they, I was, I thought the game was over at that point. I didn't even think they had a chance because I was watching that game intently because it was funny. <laughs> 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 I was shocked when he went forward on fourth down on their own 28, I think it was, Detroit's 28. And golf actually like shed the first tackle and then he didn't throw it right away. He waited and then he, the fumble happened and minnesota picked it up so that reminded me of golf <laughs> and so cousins had a pretty good game even though he he didn't win 30 for 40 340 yards two touchdowns and a fumble and jefferson had 11 receptions and a career high 182 yards taking advantage of adam thielen being hurt on early in the game so that probably did not help the vikings as well because he adam thielen's pretty good in the red zone. Mm-hmm. He gets a ton of touchdowns there. And not having him there, there might have caused that nine points that they only got inside Detroit 20. But the Lions are 1 10 and 1. Stupid ties. And at a 50, 15 game winless streak that lasted almost a full year 364 <laughs> days. And guess who they last beat? Who's that? The shitty Chicago Bears. Oh, that that doesn't (laughs) surprise me. (laughs) Doesn't
0: surprise me at all.
2: So this is giving Coach Dan Campbell's first victory with the franchise, and it'll be interesting to see now that they shed this monkey if they're going to be anything more. Because they did this without DeAndre Swift, which is also huge. Uh Because he has been their main playmaker, and then golf finally showed up. Passed the ball around. He had some, an, a, a lot, a few nice passes that I saw at least, and he threaded the needle a couple times.
0: And like I said before, like lots of points, most points uh, this season, if I'm not mistaken, for the Detroit Lions. So um,
2: good for them. I, I don't think it is though. No, I'm going to challenge you on that. <laughs>
0: oh, we got just got a challenge.
2: I, I'm going to challenge you that I think against San Fran, they they scored over 29. All right. I think that was the first one of the season. Okay. Let's uh, let's hope Jesse's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they they were getting dominated by San Fran in that game too, and they they were playing garbage time touchdowns, right?
0: Ah, fuck. Yeah. They, they scored thirty three in that game. Yes.
1: Yes. Challenge is accepted. Challenge oh. complete. I knew I should
0: have said since week one. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So that's awesome. Golf gets their first win. I get a point. To the fucking Leos. To the Leos. And Dan Campbell, for even though he screwed up a pretty big call, <laughs> worked out for him. Cheers. Cheers on
0: your first W. Oh, fuck that beer.
2: <laughs> Kev, why don't you tell us what's going on in the NHL?
1: Well, we all know about this superstar, Ovechkin. Who? Ovi. Oh, okay. He scores his NHL uh, goal number 750 for the Capitals. He, ca- he becomes the fourth player with that many joining Wayne Gretzky with 849, Gordy Howe with 801, and Jaromir Yager with 766. Ovechkin has scored 20 goals in 25 games this season. Ovechkin needed 79 games to go from goal 700 to number 750. Which is the fewest games among Howe, with 106, Gretzky with 116, and Yager with 182.
2: That is crazy for him to beat. I didn't even know Gordy Howe managed to do this in less games than Gretzky, uh-huh. which is kind of wild.
0: Well, I mean, Gordy was a fucking great player too, so. But definitely wild that Ovi like destroyed it. Yeah, you know the 106 to 79. That's a lot of. It's a lot of games that he didn't need. He's been on fucking fire this year, man. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. The 36-year-old is the second youngest player to score 750 NHL goals behind Gretzky, who was 31. Ovechkin also needed the second fewest games to do so, with a 1,221 behind Gretzky, who did did so in 1,001
2: games. Do we know when Gretzky retired? Because, like... 99. like how how many how old was he though? Don't know how old he was. All I know is he retired in '99. I'm just saying because like he he got to 750 at 31, Ov's 36. That's five years difference. That was, and then he did it with pretty much 200 less, 220 less games, which is two and a half seasons. Yeah. So it just it just seems he did it really really fast, and then like. I said that Ovechkin wouldn't be able to break his record, but he's getting closer and closer to it. And when Gretzky finished off with 894, like it just seems he could have gotten more. At, or either he just like fell off a cliff and, on goal scoring. Yeah, I mean, he got old. <laughs> oh, no, shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, Kim.
2: It It just seems to me that I thought that he could have he could have put up some more, but it looked like he had, like you said, he got old and definitely fell off a cliff. It
0: says Gretzky retired at 38 years old. It says, and it specifically says about, which is weird, but. Hmm. So yeah, he retired at 38.
2: So there's only two more seasons for Ovechkin, but Ovechkin will definitely be probably paying, playing into his forties. Oh, for sure. Well,
0: two more, yeah, two more seasons age wise, but we don't know. The amount of seasons that he'll be remaining, both of them have played total. Like it says that Gretzky played 16 pro seasons, but we don't, I don't know what, how many seasons uh, Ovi's played. Ovi's so
2: but Peter's talked about like lockouts and, mm-hmm, yeah, and shortened seasons as well, too. So,
0: yeah, and
1: I, I still say if Yager uh, still uh, stayed in the NHL instead of going over, his numbers would be huge. I mean, if you take the numbers that he was playing, like, wherever he was, if you added those numbers into the NHL, it'd be pretty close to already Degretzky. But obviously you can't count that his overseas playing to the NHL.
2: I mean it'd be
0: close. But the KHL or the other leagues that he was playing in are not the NHL. So no exactly would, I mean I, I realize he was ancient when he's playing over there, but you know it's not the same. So he might need no. two goals to play to count for one goal for the NHL. Team. But
2: that was his decision, too. To, he wanted to go right. play over there. Oh, yeah. right? So like, yeah. he, if he wanted to go for this record, and if it seemed plausible for him, to, he would have stayed here, try and get to Gretzky's record. Now, how many seasons was Yager over there? I didn't think it was that many. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how
1: many either, but I know he was, he was over there for some years before coming back. I mean, I think was, he did that trip twice.
2: He went there twice.
1: I think he's done like the NHL and then back there and then back in the NHL.
0: So Olvi's got 17 seasons and this is his 17th season right now for Olvi. And you said Gretzky did what again?
1: 16.
0: 16? Huh.
1: I mean, if he passes him, let's say he does pass him, do you, do you put Ovi as the GOAT or is Gretzky still the GOAT? No, Gretzky's still the GOAT,
0: but Olvi would be the best goal scorer.
2: Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So if you guys heard about these uh, Buffalo Sabres, they went out and made a trade with Chicago. They ended up signing uh, Subban, Malcolm Subban. Blackhawks uh, get future considerations. The move becomes necessary when the Sabres goaltender, Dustin uh, Togarnsky, was placed on the uh, vid NHL's COVID-19 protocol. Uh, Subban, uh, who, who had a 2-2-1 two, two, record, and a 3.38 goal against average in five games this season with the Rockford uh, Chicago AHL affiliate. suspensions that we going on so far, too. If you guys uh, see the slew foot from uh, nice little Marchant, I uh, got himself three games for doing so uh, against the bank. That doesn't surprise me at all, man.
0: It's, <laughs> no. it's Brad Marchant. Like, this is what probably is, I don't know, seventh or more fucking suspension in his career. Like it's 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 Brad Marshall man. <laughs> yeah
1: I mean it, what he did to um Ekman Larson was pretty eh, that shit's got to go I mean like you can you can end people's careers doing shit like that man
0: did you see the one slew foot that uh, maybe they it was like a, a question I guess it was it was uh on Instagram or one of the socials and it was uh pk suban and it looked like he had slew footed somebody else and they were asking if this was a slew foot and should this be an immediate suspension if it is a slew foot 100 it should be an immediate suspension from what i saw i don't know if you guys saw the the suban thing it, to me it didn't look like it was a slew foot it looked like there was plenty of space in between his the two feet and it, that uh, that he didn't push push the, the skate forward type thing so mm-hmm well, yeah, slewfoot. That's that's a horrible, horrible thing to fucking do to somebody. You gotta. That's gotta Damn get right. out of the game for sure.
1: Damn right. Or are these people that are doing so
2: gotta get out of the game? I mean, last week Brad Marchand was doing the exact well, not the slew foot, but he was bugging Panarin. And yeah. So like, it's, like you said, you know, it's just is not surprised that Marchand was involved in this or that he did this thing either. Like, he's a great player, I think personally, but he he definitely needs to get his Get his shit together a little bit and just play hockey like instead of yep. worrying about he, he's an agitator right he likes getting under people's skin and for sure he's definitely one of the best at doing it but i i'm not a big fan of the agitators in hockey I, I get like the mental uh about it the game and everything like that but it's still it still doesn't make sense for like if he's talking shit, i'm fine with that but doing this is, is, is dumb to me
1: yeah it is actually there's it's not needed in the game I mean, there's a lot of things that's also not needed in the game, but that's definitely one of them. Now, we also got into, like, uh, Peter's box last week in regards to the uh, the Kings' uh, Brandon Lemieux um, biting uh, to Chuck. Now, I don't know if this guy actually has some kind of, you know, memory or not memory, but, like, uh, something wrong. For him to be biting someone, he got five games for doing so. But to bite a person while into a fight, I mean, if you're not – if you're not into the state where you're going to, you feel like you're going to die. I mean, it's the only time I think I'd ever bite anybody, but yeah, five games. I think he should have got more. So something may be wrong with Lemieux uh, mentally in regards to, to do a bite, but he got five games for doing. So, like I said, I think he should have got more.
2: (laughs)
0: it's crazy that he bit somebody, but, but then you look at the, at the name and then you think of the, who are the first two guys that come to your mind with the, that name, one is fucking Super Mario, and it's obviously not his kid. <laughs> so we went over this last week. It's Claude Lemieux's kid. And Claude Lemieux is a guy that I could totally see biting you. So oh, yeah. it, it, this, to me, this makes sense. It, you know, He's just following in daddy's footsteps, and he's going to fucking bite your ass, man. So.
2: You're saying he was brought up that way?
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. If you're ever
1: in a situation, son, bite him.
0: Um, yeah. Claude nurtured Brendan to be a biter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I hopefully that they go into some kind of um, you know psychological thing with this kid. I mean, again, to bite someone just not that normal.
2: I mean, what if he stuck his fingers in his mouth?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, well then he deserved to be fucking bit then, man. But I don't think that was the case. But yeah, I, again, five games is, is is a good good amount. But I don't know. I think there should be a little bit more.
0: Cap, do you know if they lose their uh their pay for those three games or do they get paid?
1: I'm not too certain. I'm gonna assume that they do still much get paid still. I mean, they're still under
2: contract. I don't know. I don't know. I But it's probably at a reduced rate. You think? I would have to think so, because well, I I this league is weird, so I don't know. But I know like in the NFL, if if you don't play, you you don't you get less of a game check, right? Like you get more of a game check if you start, right? Yep. Yeah,
0: but if you are if you get suspended, I'm pretty sure you don't get paid in the NFL. I
2: don't know, boys.
0: I mean, I don't know. I honestly
2: don't know. I I, I and I already got my point, so I'm okay just sitting on this <laughs> one.
1: <laughs> well, where the hell is Pedro? We should call him and ask him. He, he'll know. Uh, but we're going to go into some of the uh, Leafs update here, guys. Now, the Maple Leafs can't set a franchise record with the eight straight road win against the Minnesota Wild. They ended up losing that game.
2: Shootout. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Austin Matthews extended his goal streak to five games, the sixth, fifth game goal streak of his uh, NHL career. Only two players have done more with the Maple Leafs, and that's uh, Babe Dye eight times and Rick Vibe seven. Rick Vive, what a captain. Love that guy. Uh, Leafs Leafs do dominate uh, the Avalanche, eight to three on Wednesday. Austin Matthews scores his fourth NHL hat trick of his career. It was the first time Toronto scored eight in a game since December 23rd, 2019, when it uh, defeated the Carolina Hurricanes eight to six.
2: It's pretty crazy. Like he's only had four. Yeah. Hat tricks in his career. Yeah. I agree with that, man. It is wild, but I, I've like, I read into it a little bit and I was like, I was like, that can't be right. And, there was a big thing, like I know Peter probably knows more about this, but he struggled to get his hat tricks, and even being a big goal scorer that he is they've had he's had plenty of opportunity too is what i've heard I've seen he's had lots of shots and just they've been far and few between, but this was right after he uh, shaved his stash too, so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. they're saying that he's got to regrow it again and and then to shave it off again get another hat trick
0: he's a little bit more aerodynamic (laughs)
2: that's what they were saying yes
0: Uh, they said though on the one goal of his there it was a pretty nice play just a lot of stick handling and he he went roof daddy on it and they were like oh it looks like who the hell were they playing when he was at the wild no 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 the the hat trick happened Uh, during
2: uh colorado
0: yeah, so they they were like, "Oh, maybe the Colorado Avalanche I forgot who was standing out front." They they didn't recognize because <laughs> they had the mustache. <laughs> but
2: yeah, yeah, I heard that too. Actually, all three of his goals were pretty pretty good. I thought I watched them because, and yeah, he. But there was a they were all pretty uh, close range too. So he was just stick handle around the goalie. Uh, the first two I saw, I can't remember the third one, but it was awesome to watch. And he is super super talented. And yeah, maybe next week he draws on a mustache for, for <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> switch his identity up again.
1: <laughs> so the Leafs do fall out of um, first place in the Atlantic division as the Panthers take uh, first place back uh, with 37 points. Uh, Leafs play Jets tonight, Blue Jackets, Lightning and Blackhawks this week. So hopefully they can, uh, you know, start this winning streak all over again and and, you know, Make uh, Leaf Nation proud. I mean they've been doing pretty good this year. Yeah, okay, but you know, we gotta see if they can get through the playoffs. That's the big <laughs> thing, right? I mean they're all fine and Danny till, like, till the playoffs. And then they all I don't know.
0: Cross that bridge and we get there, man.
1: That's right. No, I'm not part i not doing no fucking parade celebrations yet. And I mean, I just may still have like a, a toe or a heel on the, the bandwagon. You know, as if still is right now. Oh, I think you, you're enjoying.
2: fully on board for how upset you get on on things. You 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 don't hide it well. No, I don't. I don't really. I I, don't I, don't, I try not to hide shit, but you know. Yeah, but you're saying one. Th- you're saying one thing and doing the exact opposite.
1: That's just me. I mean, that's that's just who I am. You know that. I mean, I contradict myself all the time.
2: That's that's true. That's very on brand with Kevin. <laughs> yeah, if you know me
1: well. Uh, that's uh, what i got here for the uh nhl i'm gonna throw this ball over to your court there yosh how's the mlb doing
0: (laughs) i mean we don't play on a court but uh (laughs) i will i will catch that ball you throw thrown over here (laughs) as we've talked about all fucking years shohei otani ends up being the mvp and that would pretty much mean that he's uh, a shoe-in or a Shohei, in if you will, <laughs> to win the Edgar Martinez Outstanding DH Award, he had 46 home runs, 100 RBI, 103 runs, 80 extra base hits, 26 stolen bases, and a 965 OPS, and that is first among all DHs in 2021. Thus, why he won this award. Not surprising at all. Just one more, one more notch on the belt for old Shohei. Yeah, for oh, sure. We knew that good was old coming. Show time. Yeah, 100. percent it was just, it was odd the timing that they they released that. It was like a week after everything else. It was like, this isn't that big of a fucking award. Like,
2: I know. Why couldn't they release this like with all the other ones?
0: Yeah, exactly. So, but anyway, uh, and then a few signings before signings are no longer allowed, which we'll get into in a minute or two. So, Javi Baez signs with the Tigers, six years, 140 million. Lots of money for him. Uh, Ex-Blue Jay, who didn't really play for the Jays. Kirby Yates signs with the World Series champ, Atlanta Braves.
2: He did nothing.
0: No. <laughs> two years, 8.25 uh, million. Daniel Hudson signs with the Dodgers, a year, 7 million. Mark Malenson signs with the D-backs, two years, 14 million. Orlando Arcia re- re-signs with the Braves, two years, 3 million. Former Blue Jay. Marcus Stroman signs with the Cubbies He gets out of New York. He signs for three years, 71 million. There was some drama going on with this. Stroman is a, uh, he's big on the social media and he tweets quite a bit. And he was saying that the Mets they didn't want him and, you know, they didn't value him and blah, blah, blah. Just doing the normal Marcus Stroman fucking trash talk, just shooting his mouth
2: off. He was pretty good last year though.
0: Yeah, it was all right, but evidently not good enough for the Mets uh, after they've bringing in uh, Scherzer. Like, well, we can't fucking afford to pay Stroman to to talk, and
2: or maybe they try to just at a really reduced rate. They're like, did you just see how much we handed out to Scherzer? Yeah, yeah. This uh, is what we can give you. <laughs> yeah,
0: take it or leave it. And he definitely would leave it. Yep. Uh, Chris Taylor, he resigns with the Dodgers last week. We had said that uh, the Jays were potentially looking at him which would have been a nice fit at second base for the Jays. He signs uh, again, re-signs with the Dodgers four years, 60 million, and he'll be in that utility role. Uh, He actually might play a bunch of second base. It's hard to say right now with the, with the Dodgers. They've got quite a few guys that uh, can play different areas, different spots, and they can shuffle things around. So who knows what he's going to do there. Uh, The Jays do sign Yimi Garcia, which we mentioned last week. Uh, but we didn't have any of the details, so he signs for two years, eleven million dollars, to help Jordan Romano out in the pen. And Canadian James Pacton signs with the Red Sox. Came from the Mariners on a one-year, ten million-dollar deal. Challenge. He was with the Yankees last year. Okay. Pretty. I'm pretty sure he was.
1: Oh, uh, get your book, get your thing back, Yosh. Get that fucking point back. I hope so. I hope so. Don't get fucking Jesse too today. Fuck you, Jesse. You know I still love you though, right, Brad? Even though I said fuck you.
2: Oh, I don't care about that. I I am kinda used to it now, all the backlash <laughs> from you guys, because it's just anyone who's in front. For sure it is. Oh, you're right.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
2: Seattle last year was 22020 20, that he was with the Yanks. <laughs> where you, you get that point back? I yo got oh, shit. Damn. Got her
0: back. Damn. <laughs> Damn. And you know what? I was hoping to get a challenge on that one, but I was, cause I specifically said Canadian James Paxton, And yeah. I was hoping one of you guys like, no, he's American. No, no, no he's got no, a knew big fucking was. leaf on his arm. <laughs> All right. So some trades, uh, Tampa Bay sends all-star second baseman, Joey Wendell to the Miami Marlins for prospect Cameron Misner and the Boston Red Sox make a trade with the Brewers. They receive Jackie Bradley Jr. For outfielder Hunter Renfro. Jackie Bradley goes back to the Red Sox after uh, playing there for many years and then blowing out his hit. blowing out his ACL on first base for freaking out.
1: Didn't he do it then too with them? Oh, I don't know about
0: that. That's... He was yelling at, he was,
1: he was yelling at an umpire, freaking out an umpire. Cause he basically tore his ACL on a call or
2: some stupid shit. Hmm. So he was, he was on the base pads. Yeah. Cause he doesn't play first. He plays outfield. Yeah, he was yeah he running out on the base pads, Yeah, this is huge for Tampa to get uh, trade Joey Wendell. Like this is what they do. Oh yeah, utility player gets a huge All Star game and then trades him. Now I'm not sure who this uh, Cameron uh, Misner is, but I'm sure the Rays will turn him into a great prospect or a great player.
0: Yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't get a chance to look into him either. But like you said, they're they're pretty good with their uh, their scouting and uh, so on and so forth and. And they had uh, they had room to to get rid of somebody after signing uh, Wander Franco for a billion years, you know, and then they've got Brendan Lau, so their middle infield is uh, is pretty stacked there. And so Wendell was was expendable, uh, expendable, sorry. And and just like you said, why not move him when he's an All Star, right? This is the time to move him. You get a little bit more for him, and well, that's. Uh, Good for them, but not good for us. Let's put it that way.
2: <laughs> like I said, as per usual, this, yeah. this is what the Rays do. Um, I'm shocked that they went back to Jackie Bradley Jr., the Red Sox. I thought Hunter Renfro had a great season with, with the Red Sox. so.
0: Maybe they're just looking for a little bit more pop. I don't know. I'm not sure what the, uh, the reasoning there was to go mm-hmm. back to it. Renfro
2: has a lot of pop. I think it's more Jackie Bradley is better at defensive than anything else. Yeah, fair enough. Wonder if they'll pop him in center field or right field or who's in center field of oh, Verdugo? I think he was in center or he played a couple. Well, I'm sure they mm-hmm. a lot of
0: them rotate around, but yeah, it doesn't really matter. He's uh, he's capable at any of the three positions in the outfield, Bradley is so
1: I don't know who's in left field. <laughs> I,
0: <laughs> I thought I don't know was on third, <laughs> <laughs> and so the MLB has reportedly used two different types of balls over the course of the 2021 season. The MLB has confirmed this as saying that there was a lighter version and a heavier version. So the lighter version weighed 124 to 125 grams. It was meant to deaden the ball and attempt to cut down on the extreme home run rate. And the heavier version weighed around 127 grams, which was consistent with the old balls used in previous seasons. So are they using like flight restricted balls? Well, that's essentially what the lighter ball was going to be. I mean, if you, you know, to compare it with slow pitch, you know, we used to play with a, a gray dot ball, which, you know, didn't, wasn't very flight restricted at all. And then you continue to go down to the gold dots or, or this, that, the other thing, and they're a little bit more flight restricted. So my guess is that's pretty much what this is, but my issue with this is that they didn't tell anybody. So apparently the MLBPA knew, but they didn't tell any of the players. Players have been asked if they knew about the two types of balls. They, you know, have no no idea. They couldn't tell the difference that there was a, a different ball. But I don't know. There's lots of there's lots of issues with this. Like from a stat standpoint, can we guarantee that every team was given the same amount of new balls and old balls each time? Or can we guarantee that they had I don't know, let's for argument's sake, they use 200 balls a game. Can we guarantee that a hundred of them were new and hundred were old in every single game to make it, you know, a little bit more, uh, on, on even par with everybody, you know, what if, what if the Jays got a bunch of, of the lighter balls and that's why Vladdy hit so many and Semyon hit so many home runs, right. Right. Where maybe they had heavier balls in, you know some of these other places, and and the stats aren't uh, aren't conducive to to bigger numbers there. So there's definitely a possibility of that. I don't know. There's just so many different potential outcomes that this this could affect. Like
2: so, they don't have any time when they entered these balls. They were just giving them out randomly. Is that what, what we're thinking, or we just don't have enough knowledge on this?
0: Right. So my understanding is that what happened was because of COVID. And the production lines from Rawlings, uh, who the MLB owns, but they couldn't keep up or or couldn't get the balls made enough of these newer balls or enough of one variety of balls. My guess is the new ones because they said that they had old balls that they that were still new, but old old uh, manufactured balls in the in these uh, factories, and they shipped those ones out as as a supplement because they couldn't get all of these newer balls, the 124, 25 gram balls out to the uh, to the stadiums and out to the teams. So that's what I'm getting at as we don't really know if it was an even amount.
2: See, this is where I think that they probably started off with a bunch of new the new balls, which I'm assuming would be the lighter ones.
0: Right. That's yeah they're saying the newer is newer is lighter.
2: Right. So the newer ones they probably started off with a bunch and that's why you saw so many uh, no-hitters and low-scoring games and stuff like that because they are flight-restricted balls. Now, I think we talked about it, and I did hear there was rumors during the season that they had switched up the balls. Now, you're saying it's because they couldn't produce these newer ones. I thought it, the rumor was, was because there was just too many no-hitters happening. Because the no hitters a lot of the no hitters came in early on in the season, which would have probably been using the newer balls. So for them to switch to a heavier ball during the season, whether it be production, whether it be they don't want to see these many, this many uh, no hitters, yeah. it'll be interesting to see later on what happens and if they if more media digs into this, because it's interesting to know because like I remember the no hitters and all the home runs started going up or sorry, the no-hitters the no hitters went down, but the home runs started going up. I think it was around July or something, or June maybe, halfway through June or something like that, that the new balls may have been switching out at that time. So this is a huge scandal right now, I think, for them. And I think they should have came out right away and said it was production issues. Mm-hmm. And just got ahead of it. But, you know, people try to keep stuff under wrap, and it's, it usually comes out to the light, most things. It is interesting to see that, Like Vladdy started hitting more, probably in the second half than the first half. I would assume more home runs of the second half. Mm -hmm. Just not sure, man.
0: (laughs) Just not sure.
2: Yeah. Either way, like you
0: said, it's um, just the outcomes, and there's so many different. Like, if one team received a larger percent of the new balls, would that explain some of the offensive declines or the offensive uh, inclines? You know, would a player? From that team that got uh, got more heavier balls, will they lose out on millions on the free agent market because of these these balls? Because he didn't get that team didn't get as many light balls potential. You know, there's there's gambling.
1: Oh shit, no issues doubt.
0: too, right? Like they've MLB has embraced uh, in game wagering as of late in recent years, and then being not being transparent about the baseballs, this could have a big impact on gambling in the future. You know, and I understand what they were probably trying to do. They wanted to see if players could tell the difference and this, that, the other thing. But if you're going to change the ball, that's a huge, huge thing. Like, you know, even uh, to relate this back to slow pitch, which, you know, might be more up uh, our listeners' alley as opposed to the pros, because I don't think we have too many pro baseball players listening to our, uh, our <laughs> podcast. But They don't give a shit about us anyways. <laughs> <so> yeah. yeah. <laughs> But if you're playing with a non-flight restricted ball for eight innings and then we, you lose that ball, so then you bring in a ball that somebody, okay, whatever, you know, for this for the bottom half of the inning and you need to hit a couple home runs, now you're using a flight restricted ball and it's harder to hit home runs, you know, that's a disadvantage because you switched the ball and potentially you didn't tell anybody. So, you know, I mean, if it was me on that other team, I'd be bitching. Now yeah. we got to use the same kind of ball. so. I don't know. There's uh, there's some big issues here, and like you said, Jess, I'm wondering how much the media is going to dig into this, and uh, or or anybody for that matter, and and see, you know, what uh, what potentially could happen here, and is it is it is there a way to find out if things are even in terms of the ball distribution?
2: I mean, like they have been changing their balls for a long time, but they they got to stay consistent. They got to be they have to have enough balls for the year. If it's like 100. 100- 24 grams or 125 grams, whatever ball. They have to have that enough for the whole season.
0: Right, And exactly. I don't care if you change the ball every year, but it's got to be the same throughout the whole year, like one ball throughout the whole year. Or if you are going to do two balls, then you got to say it. I think yeah, having that, two balls is kind of dumb.
1: Do it all like after All-Star. I mean, do the, say, what, the uh, 124 to 125 into the All-Star and give you 127 as the beginning. I mean, no. that, you have a big, You have, you have the actual comparison upon what this flight-restricted ball can do to the non-flight-restricted.
2: Yeah, but I I just want one. One of the no, same for, sure. for, each, for each year kind of thing.
0: And ideally the same ball year after year, but they, got, right. they, they have to find the one that they like, right? Yeah. This is
2: the only thing that MLB is flexible on changing year to year, so I'm fine with yeah. that. <laughs> Whatever helps you guys like change some of the stuff like so we can get this game to where it needs to be because it, it, it was one of the, the most popular games in North America. And now it's, it's not close to the uh, NBA or NFL.
1: And I think it's gonna all because of what Josh might be bringing up very shortly.
0: Well, like you said, Jess, uh, they don't do change very well. The MLB and uh, the MLB PA is looking for some change. So the owners have locked out the players and there is a work stoppage and it's the first work stoppage since 94, 95 in the, uh, in the majors. That sucked that season. So,
1: now, isn't that the year that you know, the Montreal expo should have won that
0: year? I mean, I'm pretty sure they were in first place when, when they locked uh, the, the teams out, the players out. So yeah, um, whether they would have won or not is uh, a bit speculative, but they were in good shape. Let's put it that way.
1: They were Definitely.
0: So I, just a couple uh, changes that I wanted to touch on that the MLB wants, or sorry, MLBPA. So they want to address the service time rules that restrict most young players to teams for the first six years of their career. They, the union also wants a luxury tax overhaul to lure teams to spend more on players' salaries without fear of harsh tax penalties, which we know teams like the Yankees and the Dodgers, they just spend, 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 they don't care, and they've got so much money that they pay the luxury tax uh like it's fucking nothing like they don't give a fuck and so they're the taxes i guess change depending on how much you reoccur on going over so a a team like the yankees and the dodgers their tax luxury tax might be tenfold compared to somebody else who's going over for the first time because they're you know in their 30th year of going over straight type thing uh the union also would like to change the mlb's free agent structure to get younger stars paid sooner and seek more money, including a bump in minimum salaries, which currently stand at $570,500. This is going to be you know, along the lines of the Wander Franco signing. They got lots of uh, length on that deal, but the dollar value is not as high as it probably could be, um, or maybe should be. Obviously, in Wander's case, he's still a prospect. He's looking good. But you just don't know, so they don't want to go crazy on paying him like the like a Tatis
2: type thing, or uh, you know, old man Shurs are there. But see, I don't think Tatis is on a bad contract either. No, it's not a bad contract. He's he. I think that's what he like. What he got paid was a lot of years and uh, decent money. But I don't think it's as cheap or as, as, I keep saying cheap, but as valuable or have the most value like Wanda uh, Franco has. I think Wander Franco has way more value in that contract. I think what Tatis is getting is for a young star that hasn't played much. Obviously, he got it before the season started. Uh, What he got was on the nose, pretty much. But it's not like it's a horrible contract at all. Like it won't strap the Padres for years to come unless he really shits the bed.
0: (laughs) Right. No, but I mean, you look at, you know, they're a few years apart from each other, but like Tatis got 340 million and Franco got what, like 180 or something like that. uh, 182 or something. So like, it's, you know, I mean, it's still, it's, it's good, but it's.
2: Tatis also got 14 year. And I think uh, Franco got uh, 11. I think it was 11. Yeah. So,
0: you know, they're just trying to get these young players to, to be in the show quicker and to be paid, so they're not basically stuck in the minors for the first six years of their career until they are a superstar before they get you know actually pulled up and paid.
2: I mean, I'm all for this, everything the MLB pay is going for. I think these restricting young players, these service time rules are stupid, Like you definitely know GMs and brass are looking at that every time. And they hold back their team by not allowing these players to come up because they wanna hold them on for another year. With arbitration and all that noise yep so i i agree 100 with the mlb pa on this and i would really really enjoy seeing these young players into the game faster and if the veterans can't cut it then the veterans can't cut it like you can for the most part the reason why the mlb doesn't bring up well the brass usually don't bring up young players is because they want to hold them on longer and get them more when they're in their prime mm-hmm. so if they're not in their prime they're they're just destroying people in the AAA and and the minor league affiliates which everyone wants to see young players do well for sure they, they're the future of the league they want to see the mlb and every year you just see teams hold back players and i can't remember which team was known for this they got in trouble with doing that stuff. But I know the White Sox have been paying players, like their young players and everything like that. So it's pretty interesting to see them. They've had a lot of good young players recently. So that they have. I like the path that they're doing, and they're taking that step forward, trying to push the MLB to be more like the White Sox.
0: Yeah, like I said, just everybody likes to see these young kids uh, come up and play and and play well, and and they should uh, they should be paid what they're you know, what the current worth is and then, you know, what their potential is and uh, they should get, they should be able to get it quicker. So lockout, as we said, no baseball going to be uh slim pickings for, for news throughout the uh, next little bit. But I want to ask you guys when you think the lockout will end, like how long do you think this is going to last? So my guess is mid February, you know, I, I know that's kind of a, it's a ballpark that's for sure but uh uh-huh. I, I think they'll get something done and i think that they'll they'll get it done with uh you know two weeks or so before spring training is supposed to start
1: that's what i'm saying too i, I put in just before spring training they'll get this all settled and done
0: yeah so i looked it up and spring training is supposed to start on february 22nd of 2020 or 26 sorry of uh, of 2022 so
2: I think this will go into spring training, to tell you the truth. I think so, yeah. And then they'll get pressure from with how social media is now. Like people want to watch baseball still. Like as much as it's going downhill, people still love the game. And we were just talking about the young players getting played. They want to see them and they want to see their personalities and everything like that. With social media there, I think they will get more pressure from what they're used to. Mm-hmm. So I think this will and because usually MLB holds all the power. they don't want to change stuff which we talk about all the time but i think that you'll see halfway through spring training before they cave from the pressure pretty much of social media
0: so halfway for
2: jesse yeah so we got yosh midway kev just before spring and me halfway through there i i'm sure there'll be a 2022 season
1: oh yeah oh i hope so hopefully it's not a shortened one
2: either like I mean, like everyone's getting through a pandemic and people want to do stuff. Like I know we joke about the Rays, don't have enough friggin' fans there, but every other ball team has a lot of people coming out because they do not want to stay at home anymore. I'm one of those people. Yeah.
0: And I think, you know, with this, it's a lot of times you're you're looking at this like it's it's millionaires fighting with billionaires and it's the the regular Joes that get screwed, right? So we're the guys that pay all the fucking salaries. By buying tickets and and spending money on jerseys and shit like that, and the fans are the ones that are getting screwed here because we're we're missing out on baseball. You know, the millionaires and the billionaires are they're still going to get theirs at some point, right? But we get we have to miss, so kind of sucks that way as a fan. Not a whole fuck of a lot you can do about it though, so I just sit and wait and hope it uh, ends soon.
2: And that's why Twitter and social media exist, right? So it gives us. Uh... A platform to speak our minds and give shit to reach out to those millionaires and billionaires and give them shit. (laughs) Fucking right. Well, that's
0: it for uh, baseball. As I said, it's going to be slim pickings for the next few weeks, but
2: good content. Good content. (laughs) All right, Kev, what's going on in
0: other sports this week?
1: Well, we're gonna start off with uh, what I normally do lately is the National Women's Hockey League. Uh, so these games um, were played yesterday, December 4th. Uh, the Toronto Six took on Boston Pride. Pride takes that game two to one. Now, these two will face, uh, they face today. And uh, we have the Boston Pride ended up beating the Six again, eight to two. And then we have the um, Minnesota Whitecaps took on the Connecticut Whale. The Whale went on to win that game 5-1. to one. And today's game, uh, the Whale ended up beating the Minnesota again 4-2. to two. Uh, Good old Whale. Yes. The whale. Not, Good old not, Whale. Not
2: Whales, Whale. No, Whale. Right.
1: <laughs> so getting into the crappy football league here, guys. Uh, I know I made my mistake uh, last week by calling finals, but we did end up having the division finals today. Um, but before we get into the actual finals, I'm going to put, um, with the four teams that were left uh, going into the uh, 108 Great Cup, Toronto actually has the most with 17, and their last win was actually 2017. Hamilton has won eight times with for the Great Cup. Their last one was in 1999. Winnipeg, uh, they ended up uh, winning one um, uh one uh, I'm just throwing that out there, guys, because why, why? Why are we calling 21:31 and it's 11? So it's a 1-E-1 for my
0: 1-E-1? <laughs> oh fuck! I was wondering what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So
1: why is there 21:31? So I'm going to say their Winnipeg has won 1-E-1 times, and the last one was actually done in 2019. Mm-hmm. Now, with right. the regards to the lockout, you know, with the COVID and stuff, there wasn't uh, last year's uh, Grey Cup. Now Saskatchewan's only won four times, and their last one was actually done in two thousand thirteen. Now, in regards to that division uh, finals, uh, Jesse, you're right. Hamilton ended up beating uh,
2: Toronto
1: twenty-seven to nineteen, and they will be hosting the actual Grey Cup. So oh, yeah, bet- I'm picking
2: them again to win the Grey Cup here.
1: Now, yeah, I mean. the the, this would be at um well we'll see uh with saskatchewan place uh facing winnipeg um the the western division championship winnipeg does end up winning this so this will be a repeat of the 20 2019 um gray cup because these two faced um that time so you might be right jess um the Ticats may have been winning because they're playing at home. I mean, why home ice? Like Not home ice, but home field advantage would definitely help.
2: Yeah, for sure. And I know Winnipeg's dominated this year, but it's got a feeling, man. Cats got it. And wait Texas a way to win it. it got
0: way. a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It would be fucking sweet to, uh, to win the Grey Cup in your own building. Yeah. You know, that's uh, pretty slick. No, Toronto did it in uh, the 100th
1: breakup. Cup.
2: I mean, like, the odds of doing it in the CFL compared to the NFL are, like, ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> go <there>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Happens we more just... than you know. But you know what? <laughs> We're going to see it twice this year. The Rams are going to come back, and they're, they're going to get it this year. Just calm down. Just relax. They're, they're going to be that seed, just like Tampa last year, and Run through, the, run through everyone and get home field advantage. Ah, Jesse. <laughs> I've had a few crowns, boys. <laughs> Keep on wishing.
1: Now I'm going to get into my uh, UFC MMA. Uh, we have um, Jose Aldo, or Aldo, yeah, picked up his um, lopsided unanimous decision over Rob Font in the main event of the UFC Vegas 44. Uh, Raphael came away with the uh, highlight <laughs> heel knockout finish with uh, Brad Waddell um, in the co-main event. Now, the, the heel kick was pretty impressive. Caught him right on the jaw. Buddy, was actually holding onto the fence to do anything that kept him up. Uh, ref called it right away. Yeah, he was done. Uh, going into our uh, NCAA football. So I believe there's some championship games that were being played. Huge uh, week. So we have this uh, Pac-10, Utah defeats Oregon. Uh, then we have the Big 12, uh, Baylor defeats Oklahoma State. We have an ACC, Pittsburgh defeats Wake Forest. Uh, AAC is Cincinnati defeats Houston.
2: Way to go, Cincinnati.
1: And then we, guess we have this um, division called SEC. SEC. <laughs> Alabama <laughs> defeats Georgia.
0: Roll Tide. Roll Tide.
1: Oh, man. Uh, in, the big, sack. in the Big Ten, we have Michigan uh, defeats Iowa.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Go Blue! Yeah, we so, definitely miss Peter on this. Yeah. for yeah. <laughs> sure. Oh, shit. Sucks, bud. Fuck <laughs> you, Peter. <laughs> uh,
1: so we have the college football uh, playoff is set. So we have the number one Alabama is going to be facing number four Cincinnati. Uh, number two Michigan will be facing number three Georgia. So with these uh, being said, um, let's see who you guys will pick for the or take for these picks. Josh, who do you have?
0: I'm taking Bama and Michigan. So are my my two NCAA teams or schools so that's for football anyway. Uh, that's uh, that's the way I'm going.
2: I mean, this is. This is huge that Michigan's in this playoff set. So it's definitely Michigan for me. I mean, like, Bama's always there, though. It's like you'd it, be stupid not to pick them.
0: It's almost like they and, need a lock, a lock of the week or something.
2: I know, but since he is undefeated.
0: Yeah, but it's out oh.
2: Bama.
1: Underdogs. I always go for underdogs as well.
2: I mean, like, I'm a big fan. I'm, I'm sick of Alabama. I'm going I'm going Cincy and, and Michigan. And then, well,
1: obviously, Michigan's
2: going to pull it out.
1: I got the same thing that you just said there, Jess. I mean, looking at Alabama, fuck these guys. They've been doing it for so long. I mean, you got to have an underdog in there every now and then. I'm taking Cincy as well, and uh, they'll be facing Michigan.
0: Well, I guarantee you Peter takes Georgia. Oh, yeah.
2: He's he's going to be the idiot. <laughs> George just got dominated.
0: And I'm not sure who he'll take being the other one.
2: Probably Bama. Probably Bama, for yeah, sure. Yeah. He like, he likes the favorites.
1: <laughs> I guess we're going to throw it into our boxes here, guys. I'll start off. Now I got the um, – putting in the Canadian Football League um, with regards to the Argos. Um, attending a Toronto Raptors game against the Milwaukee Bucks Thursday night. All four of them actually broke uh, CFL vid-19 protocols going to this game. Uh, now, these these guys will going to have to take some tests um, to pass before they actually be allowed to play. And from um, the start off of the show, I'm only assuming that uh, the quarterback, Bethel Thompson, was the only one who actually passed all four from what uh, – Josh was telling me the other players that were involved uh, were um, Dexter McCoyle. He was a linebacker, um, Charleston Hughes, which is a defensive lineman, uh, level, Knoll, wide receiver and Jeff, um, Jeff Richards, defensive back all attended that game um, with uh, the quarterback, which broke that uh, protocol again for the CFL. Now, again, they had to pass some tests before doing so. And I just think for you guys to sit there and as a high quality, you know, players that you are and professionals, knowing that you're not allowed to be involved in these events and such, you know, basically put yourself all at risk of losing that game against Hamilton. I'm not sure if it was in their heads, but you guys got to, you know, Know, you're, know, know what's going on. I mean, you guys know you shouldn't have been at that game. You decided to do so, and you put your team in, in jeopardy uh, of possibly going to the Grey Cup. So for you guys, you're in my box for breaking the uh, COVID-19 protocol.
2: I mean, they just thought they could walk past the Thai Cats going into the Raptors game. They should have been in the tape room watching that shit, not worrying about what the Raptors are doing. Even though they won against the Bucks,
0: their yeah. game to go to this week <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I
1: mean, but again, you guys are you're on TV all the time. I mean, granted, you have a mask on, but people know who you are outside that mask. And I mean, I going mean, like a it, main it, event like that, you're going to be on TV,
2: like just stupid. It's it's also like the Raptors aren't usually that big right now, so. Even if you have a mask on,
1: you can't recognize them. Oh, I was talking about a helmet, you know, on their heads, but without the helmet, people know who they are. But again, that's what I got in my box there, guys. I don't know who wants to follow up with that, Jos or Jess.
0: Yeah, I'll go next. So I got Duncan Robinson. He is a basketball player for Kev's favorite Miami Heat. They're going to win it.
2: So these stats, yeah. No shit.
0: So on Wednesday night, the Heat lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers 111 to 85. And this was Duncan Robinson's stat line. He played for 20 minutes. He had zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero blocks. He was zero for seven field goals made, zero for six, three pointers made, zero for zero free throws made. He had one steal and had two fouls. This is unacceptable. You cannot have a stat line like this. You're a paid if you're professional. A professional basketball player.
2: I mean, he got the hardest statistic. The steal. The steal, yeah. <laughs> but he couldn't he couldn't get up a point. Like not get a point. He shot six threes and then he decided to take one two pointer shot. And it still didn't go in. Like Jesus, after the fourth miss three, you'd think you just kind of, all right, it's not my night.
1: Yeah, who's exactly. The, who's the coach for this team? Uh, Bolster, I think, isn't it? Why the fuck would they keep on putting him in there for 20 minutes then if this guy's stats was like that? He got one steal? I mean, the coach would say, that I'd, I'd be benched in a heartbeat.
0: I mean, he's usually a pretty good, solid player, like bench guy, but <laughs> not on Wednesday. It just wasn't his fucking day. I mean, maybe he was playing – pretty good defense obviously he didn't come up with any <laughs> defensive rebounds or any blocks but he didn't come up with a steal he didn't foul too much so he was good that way but i don't know man i, I don't understand how this guy could come up with zeros across the board like for 20 fucking minutes for 20 minutes i remember uh dennis rodman put up zero points one game he played for damn near the entire game but he also had like 40 fucking rebounds like
2: yeah but he's yeah. a He's a defensive player. He's not really an offensive right. player. So he, he, that's not points aren't his thing. His thing is his no, no. boards, board steals, and blocks.
0: For sure. And fucking blowing hookers. <laughs> 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 so yeah, so this Duncan Robinson, like, I know I've bet on him in the past and to you know, for, for three balls made and whatever, but Man, I would be so Did you fucking bet this game. At, no, I would be so <laughs> fucking mad. Fuck. And, I mean, you figure the Heat would beat the Cavaliers, too, just to, to beat them. But I guess if you got this guy on the fucking court for 20 minutes, there's a good reason why they
2: lost. He's so. almost the new pylon at this point with these statistics. Yeah, numbers. Yeah, pretty much.
0: Wow. Pretty much, so...
2: Yep, so Pylon Duncan Robinson is in my box
0: for putting up a whole, <laughs> whole bunch of fucking zeros. Uh,
2: fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, Jess, you're the last one. Who do you got in your box? So, I put AB in my box. Uh, I think we all know his, uh, his Shannon sh- uh, shenanigans that have happened before. You know, with the co- uh, cryo
1: oh the what? With his helmet. He was bitching
2: about, you know. Yeah, uh, that where, too. his helmet? And and no, no. He's getting his new helmet. Frostbite on the feet within the cryogenic chamber. Like, he's a goof. Yeah. He, there's there's sexual assaults on him because he asked a chick to do a mural and then showed up right in front of her with a dish towel cover on his, <laughs> his junk. he He might need to get checked for CTE. So... This guy is suspended 3 games for violating COVID-19 protocols uh, for misrepresenting his vaccination status.
1: Okay, so he got 3 games and Rogers only got what? 1?
2: He never got one a game. He got he never got suspended. Rogers didn't get suspended? No, he was he was in COVID co- pro- protocols. Okay. So how so is it it's was...
1: 3 and Rogers didn't
2: because this idiot decided to give a fake vaccine va- vaccine card passport. Oh, that's your dumb stupidity then there. Yeah. So I know we bitch about this a lot, but it's also AB. And you can just continue to complain about this guy constantly because he's such a goof, even though he's a Super Bowl winner with the Patri- or with the Tampa and Pittsburgh. But last month, there was a rumor that he obtained a COVID 19 vaccination card from his chef.
0: <laughs> I mean, if I need a fucking fake Vax card, I'm definitely going to my chef. He's got to right. be the go to guy.
2: He has to be the man. I mean, that's where I go for my illegal drugs. <laughs> 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 Inside joke for (laughs) sure. So the NFL said last month that it's looking into it, and then the suspension will take effect immediately, and he will not be available till twenty six. His other partner in crime, he plays on the same team, Mike Edwards, was involved in this issue. He will be suspended till week sixteen as well. And it's funny it's coming from Tampa because Bruce Arians has battled four, three forms of cancer. He, at the beginning of the pandemic, he was, as soon as the vaccine was coming out, he was a huge p- guy pushing, all these guys got to have it just for his health reasons alone. He's had a lot of issues. So his, cast, his cancer diagnoses have been prostate cancer, skin cancer, and then he had cancer affecting his kidneys where he had part of his kidney removed in 2017. This guy's been through everything like i'm not a big fan of him as a coach he's a bit of a hothead but he also says what he feels but when uh questions about this he said we'll deal with it when the suspension's over which is kind of weird for him because usually he just says whatever he feels he called out tom brady last year and then tom brady stepped it up start and won the super bowl with the tampa bay buccaneers so i think Bruce Arians is not saying anything here. Says that this is Tom's team. He called out Tom last year. No one calls out Tom. But he can't call out AB for this. And for him being such a big proponent of pushing the vaccines. And and then his one guy was n- n- used a fake vaccine card. So he's fully vaccinated now is what I've told. But. Oh, I'm pretty. got a better fake.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm went to a 10, higher 000. end chef for sure. I'm going to spend ten thousand instead of the t- one thousand.
2: Well, apparently, chef uh, he, he owes the chef a bunch of money for. I'm not sure. Party yeah, reason, reasons, <laughs> for reasons unknown. So <laughs> I think the chef ra- ra- ratted him out. I can't remember the chef's name, but uh, he wants his money. Ab, you better pay him. You make a bunch of money. Yeah, but it's coming know, for you. <laughs> who knows, yeah. like what happens after this? He's got nine. He's got an ankle injury right now, so he's he's been out for a few few weeks, and he'll continue to be out with the suspension. Well, there we go.
0: Ab acting up again. What else is fucking new?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Uh, scores this week, we had the two challenges, both times, Jesse and I. So uh, I said that the Lions had scored more points this week than any other week this uh, season. I was wrong. Jesse was right. They scored 33 points in week one. And I totally should have said since week one because I knew that, <laughs> that was the case. So Jesse's uh, plus one there. I'm minus one. And then the next one was James Paxson. Uh, Coming from the Mariners, or or last being playing with the Mariners, uh, Jesse said it was the Yankees. So I was right there, got my point back. So Jesse, you and I are even for the day. Kev, you're a bitch because you didn't challenge. (laughs) We're even. Uh, Peter's a bitch too because he didn't show up.
2: And uh, he should get a minus one for that. Yeah, minus one. Let's, so, do the same
1: Let's do the same thing. the same thing you did to Jess. They sit there and fuck them over. I challenged eleven times and I ended up winning. I, think, uh, <laughs> I have a
0: feeling he'll fucking figure it out pretty quick. What the fuck?
2: We'll just do it five times.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have ten challenges and we also you know, all even.
2: Well, with with the uh, me and Josh challenging each other twice, we could definitely fit two oh, yeah. in there. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Like that yeah. that looks normal. Yeah, <laughs> We'll oh, do three. How's that? that that's yeah, I'm great.
0: fine with that.
2: I'm fine with that. I'll even give it to Yosh. How do you care? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> All right. So season scores. Jess, you're still on top with a plus 19. You yeah. uh Peter there, he is still a bitch, but he is in <laughs> second with a plus nine. I'm in well, I'm in third place for regular hosts. <laughs> the other guys are ahead of me, but fuck them too. They're bitches. So I'm in third at minus twelve, and Kev, you're pulling up the rear with a minus sixteen.
2: But hey, you, I'm, not, I'm not too far away from you, man. You, not too far away from you. That's the more exciting race right now. Is who's going to finish last? Last, yeah. <laughs> since, since I have the the lead of
1: the being last, I'm not. Long, I'm no longer challenging.
2: What, oh, a what a bitch! What a bitch! Just <laughs> goes together with today. eh? <laughs> he was shooting from the rafters. <laughs> See, we should have let that one fucking go. Fuck. Yeah. I uh, uh, Should have. Would have. Could have. It was. It was just too dumb, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Raptors bleachers, whatever. Same Fucking right. It's above the court. All right, guys, that pretty much does it for today. We got uh, one other thing before we sign off. So who wants to start? Let me know how your drink was.
1: I'll go. I'll start this one off. The uh, ice cream stout from uh, Lost Craft. It was a Neapolitan ice cream stout at a 6%. It was okay. I mean, it definitely did taste like a Neapolitan. Um, it's the, uh, chocolate flavor at the end that definitely gives you a good, nice little wallop, but all in all, eh, that was all right. It's something I will definitely ask my wife never to get me again. <laughs> that's, that's what the mistake by not going to the beer store yourself, but there we go. Uh, we'll just continue it on. Jesse, how was your, uh, drink?
2: My crown and... Soda stream ginger was delicious. Um, I'm almost out of crown, which sucks, but so now you gotta go good. get
1: that rye. Now you gotta get the rye crown, you know? That's what that's
2: what that's what crown is.
1: No, but you think like the one that uh, Pedro had last episode? Oh, yeah, I
2: need to go
0: get that for sure.
2: There you go. What did he say it was I don't remember. You'll I have barely. to
0: listen to episode 44, Jess.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just don't listen to. Peter to begin with. so That's What's my that? Issue. I said I don't listen to Peter. What? Oh, okay, gotcha. I know what you're doing. All right, Yosh, how was your drink? Well, my uh,
0: Wellington Brewery Duck Dive Blackberry and Chai IPA was 6.9%. That's uh, about the only good thing I can say about this. I did not like it. It's just not my thing not much for uh chai anything tea beer a latte i don't fucking know man it's just not <laughs> it's not my cup of tea no you don't intended. like your
2: beer being tea bag that's what you're saying exactly yeah. exactly it uh
0: i mean it's definitely grown on me a little bit from the first couple sips but not definitely not good enough to to get it again for me I mean you might like it if you like chai, you might like it, but for chai me it was, you. Uh, the chai wasn't me. No, definitely wasn't me. So no oh, well. I did get through both of them though. Just about anyway. I got about two sips left. So pretty proud of myself there. Bravo, like, sir.
2: You're proud of yourself drinking a beer.
0: Bravo. The one that I didn't like, yes. It doesn't matter. Bravo. You Gotta finish
2: it.
1: That that's amazing, Yosh. You're good.
2: Yep. Someone was a bitch and didn't finish their second beer.
0: Yeah, he didn't even crack it. He went to fucking PBRs after, or whatever the fuck he was drinking. <laughs> Some water. <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Points and Penalties. Please subscribe wherever you get your pods. Give us a like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PointsPenalties. And until next week. Stay out out of the the penalty box. box.